Welcome back, fight fans. Welcome back to a weekend recap, and we're going to talk everything boxing. Andy Ruiz Jr., Luis King Kong Ortiz, you know, Gervonta Tank Davis, Isaac Cruz, and El Rayo. And look, let's break it down honestly and objectively as possible. And I got in the building, Miss Spicy Boxing. Say what's up, Miss Spicy. Hey, y'all. How's it going? It just I want to make one one clarification for everyone because it looks like there's um, some type of, uh, I don't know if it's a miscommunication. I don't know if it's just a, a, a whoops or what, but this is Miss Spicy Boxing. Please do not confuse me with spicy what what is it spicy takes spicy boxing what what is it i don't know i don't know who this individual is i am in no way shape or form associated with this person please 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 make sure that you understand that we are not the same person i understand that this person was was probably felt some type of way about your comments about you busting my cheeks in those comments. I am in no way offended by that. I have a friendship with you. I know that it, it doesn't go past that point. And I know you don't mean any disrespect by it. So I just want to be clear on that. Yeah. And, and a lot of things that we do here is we like to talk boxing, but we create a free and open space for everybody to be themselves, to say what they want to say and not restrict anything about themselves. So, you know, if anybody's getting offended, if is anybody's in their feelings, this podcast is not for you. You don't need to subscribe to this podcast. You don't need to listen to this podcast. If you're the type of person that's ultra sensitive, that's in your feelings, this is not made for you. This content is not for you. So if you don't like to hear anything that we talk about, please go find a podcast that talks about flowers and rainbows <laughs> and teddy bears, because this is not that podcast. So I just want to let you know, uh, me and Miss Spicy Boxing, we're very good friends, known each other a long time. And so we talk about any and everything. There's no limits in our conversation. And so it's never coming from a place of disrespect. It's always entertainment and fun. That's all we talk about. So if you don't like any of that, go find somewhere else because this is not for you. So let, look, let, let's break it down honestly and objectively as possible. And we'll start with El Rayo. Let, let's break it down. El Rayo recently lost. Uh, and, you know, He's, and, and if you don't know who he is, it's Jose Valenzuela. He's trained by Jose Benavidez Sr. So David Benavidez's dad, Jose Benavidez's dad. And, <clears throat> and, you know, he lost his fight. And it was simply because he didn't have any defense. His defense was, was horrible. His footwork was horrible. And he's a young, talented fighter, has a lot of potential. But in my opinion, I feel like this was a preventable loss. Had his trainer, David Benavidez's father, Team Benavides had prepared him the right way. He does not instill defensive principles in his fighters. And it's my opinion that if you're El Rayo and you want to improve on those things, you want to get better in those areas, you need to look and find a new trainer. You need to find someone that's going to make defense a priority, not just trying to knock a guy out. We've seen these same flaws in David Benavides. We've seen these same flaws in Jose Benavides. Would you like to speak on this Miss Spicy Boxing? Yeah, I think definitely that that fight was was a surprise to everyone, right? Everyone expected a Rayo to win. Um, this was a last-minute fight for Edwin De Los Santos, so it, it caught everybody by surprise. This kid, Rayo, is young. He can bounce back, but he does need to start 
over as far as the defense goes. And what irks me is that I've seen comments like, what does this have to do with defense? He was he was throwing wild. He was throwing wide punches. What does defense have anything to do with it? Well, Whoever that was knows does not know boxing whatsoever. Well, well, let me take this. If you're throwing a wide punch, you're leaving yourself obviously open. The second thing is anytime you get hit, it's a defensive deficiency, you dumbass. So anytime you get hit, it's because of a mistake you made. So defense consists of head movement and footwork, body movement as well. Arayo literally sits there in a straight line to get hit every single time again and again and again. That's the problem. So these are guys that just want to be fanboys. They just want to defend nonsense. But if you're truly a fan of El Rayo, if you're truly a fan of this guy and you want to see him get better, you want to see him improve, offense is not the only part of boxing. You cannot create your defense based off of your offense. That's not how boxing works. So if you really want to see this young guy who's talented, who has all the potential in the world to be a great fighter one day, he needs to go to another trainer who will help him become a complete boxer. And, and you know, people are going to be like, oh, you're just attacking Benavidez Sr. And th- honestly, it, it's not even that. They, there's there's a pattern with that camp, and that camp is there is no defense. You're not protecting yourself. You, you're you're just being open to, to getting hit. And, and that's what it is. And, and look, and that's just being honest and unbiased. And if you don't like it, well, you, you know, you don't like the truth. That's really what this is. If you don't like it, you don't like the truth, and I can't help you from being stupid. That's really what it is. But let's keep it going. Let's get to Isaac Cruz and Gervonta Tank Davis. And, and I like to start off by saying Isaac Cruz get a second round stoppage win. He looked excellent. He looked on point. He looked on pace. He looked vicious. His pressure, his power. Isaac Cruz looked fantastic. But let's make no mistake about Isaac Cruz. In my opinion, you know, Isaac Cruz, he's a good, talented young fighter. He's never been a world champion. He's not elite. He's nothing special to me at this stage. I think he still has a lot to prove. I still think he has a lot of areas of improvement. That's my opinion. And I don't think that the opponent that he just washed out in two rounds is some elite fighter that that means that Isaac Cruz is at the top of his game. I don't think so. I think it was a tune-up fight, and I think he looked good in it. I think there was nothing more than that. That's my opinion. He called out Tank Davis after the fight, uh, and he also called out Devin Haney. I I would like to see him fight Devin Haney. I feel like fighting Tank Davis at this point is pointless. Tank Davis is, what, 27 years old? This guy needs to fight top fighters. He needs to be going after Devin Haney. He needs to be making the big elite fights that the world wants to see. His record has been padded and protected for far too long. I don't need to see him fight Isaac Cruz yet again. But that's me. That's my opinion. If they fight, let it get, let some time pass so Isaac Cruz can develop some experience and then improve in some areas that he needs to improve in. Uh, Miss Spicy, what do you think? Isaac Cruz, Tank Davis, Devin Haney, what do you think? So Isaac Cruz, I, I understand he has not fought any league competition. I get it. But I think this is where you and I will um, differ with the opinions. It's because I think that Isaac Cruz, while he's still young, while he has not had that level of competition, definitely shows signs of somebody that could be great. And we all saw it. Isaac Cruz and and Tank, that was a difficult fight for Tank. He he don't want it. You know, they you saw him on the screen. He was shaking his head. He said no, no mas. He didn't want it because it 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 didn't bring out the best of him. Tank is is normally going into fights because he's fighting, you know, this competition. No competition. He's not fighting anybody, right? So he was surprised 
with what Isaac Cruz brought to the table and he doesn't want to see it again. So I personally think that that fight's going to happen at some point just because Tank is, is known for not, you know, stepping up to challenges. So I can see that fight happening again. I can see it being a close fight once again. Um, or maybe, maybe at this time, maybe Isaac does something. I don't know. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. But I would love to see an Isaac Cruz and Devin Haney. I think he he could cause some issues for Devin Haney, and I'm all for that. And and I think he really could because pressure really does bust pipes. I would love to see the fight. Um, and that's not the and I, and I agree with you at one point too. I think Isaac Cruz has all the potential in the world to be an excellent fighter one day. I just don't believe today is that day for Isaac Cruz. I think he has a long road, a long way to go. And I think fighting Tang Davis right now for him is a little to me. It's a little pointless. I need to see Tank Davis fight a higher level of competition. I need him to fight world champions, elite fighters, Regis Progray, all of these type of guys. You can move up for Mario Barrios, but you can't move up for Regis Progray. You can't move up for Josh Taylor. Let's just be honest and unbiased about what's going on. This guy won't even fight Vasil Lomachenko in the same weight class. Let's just be honest and unbiased with what's going on. But that's all I got to say on that. And now let's divert our attention to Andy Ruiz Jr., and Luis King Kong Ortiz. Uh, Spicy, would you like to go over this first? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we all we all saw it. I'm not a you know, I'm not the number one fan for um for Andy Reese, but I knew that he was going to be 60 year old um, you know, Ortiz. So that was no surprise there. I thought it was embarrassing though that they went 12 rounds. Just because I didn't see any, I didn't, I didn't see Andy Reese bring the pressure, um, so I think that was disappointing. You know, he he knocked him down what in early early on earlier on in the fight, but he didn't get him out. I, I, I'll speak to this too. Um, you know, I'll say Andy Reese. You know, he's never been the same since the first Anthony Joshua fight. I mean, that was the the last time I saw Andy Reese look actually impressive, look hungry, look determined, looked. Look, look, something different. Ever since he fought Anthony Joshua in the rematch, he's not looked like the same Andy Reese Jr. Anthony Joshua dominated him in the rematch. And I don't know why so many people tend to overlook that domination. They act like Anthony Joshua dominating him means nothing. It meant everything. He came in and dominated Andy Reese Jr. And he doesn't seem to be getting the credit for it. Then we saw Andy Reese get outboxed in certain rounds against Luis Ortiz. I mean, I think that's a problem. Andy Reese Jr. is not the best boxer. He does not have the best footwork. He has great hands and great hand speed. He can overwhelm you with his hand speed. But with Andy Reese Jr., if you constantly turn him, guys like mm-hmm. Usyk and Fury, they could do that. That's, I, In my opinion, I believe that's going to be too much for a guy like Andy Reese Jr. And, and if, we saw that. We saw that when, when Luis Ortiz was turning him, he, he, didn't, he wasn't able to throw those punches, right? And, and so I think, honestly... Luis Ortiz came in with the wrong game plan. If he would have just boxed him, I think he could have potentially won. And and I get it. These guys want to put on a show for the fans and for everybody. I get it. But you also got to look at Luis Ortiz. He doesn't have the true energy to be going in there to give everything, especially at his advanced age. Andy Reese is in his prime. He's in shape. This should have been a clear washout in six rounds for Andy Reese Jr. if he's fighting at a high level. This is his second disappointing fight, and this fight would be regarded as a cherry pick for any elite fighter in boxing. So if this was Tyson Fury, Usyk, uh, you know, Anthony Joshua, they would look at all of these guys as cherry picking Luis mm-hmm. Ortiz. Yeah. But with Andy Reese Jr., 
this was a big fight for him. He got outboxed some rounds. Like, we see some vulnerabilities in Andy Reese Jr. I think he's a good fighter. I don't think he's a great fighter, and I don't think he's beating any of the top fighters. I don't see him beating um, Usyk. I don't see him beating Fury. I think Joe Joyce probably stops him, and I think Andy jo Anthony Joshua outboxing him yet again in a trilogy if they fight that. And I think Deontay Wilder stops him as well. I mean, I think he can beat Deontay Wilder, but to beat Deontay Wilder, he's going to have to be aggressive the whole fight. He can't take a moment off. He can't stand back. And he's not shown me he's going to do that. He Against Luis Ortiz, a 60-year-old man, he stood back and waited. You stand back and wait against Deontay Wilder, the right hand's going to find you. Yeah, if he, if he leaves himself exposed, he's going to get hit. And we've seen him get knocked down before. So I think I think I would love to see that Wilder fight. I would love to see Wilder send Ortiz. I'm sorry, Andy Reese to hell. I think that would be I think that would be a good match. And and here's the one thing that I just want to make clear about Andy Reese Jr. I like him. He's a good he's a good guy. But this is where I, he loses me because you know he was willing to fight Anthony Joshua and then he he complained about fighting and taking the rematch, mm -hmm. but they forced him to take the rematch. And then when it came to Dillian White, he didn't want to fight Dillian White. He didn't want to fight Luis Ortiz. Took him a long time to fight Luis he Ortiz. He aged him out. Uh, he didn't want to. And he was, this was already an old <laughs> Luis Ortiz. By he, uh, Joe Joyce mentioned that he'd be willing to fight him. And Andy Reese has not been willing to fight any of the other top contenders or fighters. He's been moving very cautiously. And he says, you know, me and Deontay Wilder got the same team. Al Heyman can make that fight. What I would hate to see, and this is just me, I would hate to see that Andy Reese and Deontay Wilder take another fight because that would be utterly pointless. Both of these guys are at the point in their career where they need to take big fights. Yeah. Both of these guys are in the point in their career where they, they need to be fighting for something special, something well, meaningful. Wilder needs to redeem himself, right? What perfect way than to do it against Andy or Andy Reese. And, and I'm going to tell you this, Andy Reese Jr. has been vastly overrated um, as some elite fighter. He's a good fighter, but he's he's not showing me that he has elite skills. Not at all. Um, he can be outboxed by a very good tactical boxer. That's just my opinion. I don't think that he's that type of guy. I think Hergovich beats him right now. I think Joe Joyce beats him right now. A good fight for him if he doesn't want to take, uh, you know, a Deontay Wilder fight. You can fight the winner of Joe Joyce and, you know, that, that type of fight. But I'm hearing Anthony Joshua and Dillian White might be getting it on in December. Um, I'm hearing that Tyson Fury wants an Anthony Joshua fight in December. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me from Tyson Fury's perspective is why would you want Anthony Joshua off of a loss? Wouldn't you want him off of a win? Wouldn't you want him at his best? Why would I want to fight Anthony Joshua off of a loss? I don't understand. That's not champion mentality. Not I can that. understand Anthony Joshua being open to it, but you want to get a guy right after he loses. That makes zero sense to me. And Usyk literally said that, hey, I'll fight you next year at the beginning of next year. Let this guy take his time off and then fight him at the beginning of the next year. Why would you want to fight Anthony Joshua? Clout chasing his name yet again. And when you know the guy's coming off of a loss, you know there's things he needs to fix. So, so let's say you do beat Anthony Joshua. You feel proud that you beat a, a terrible version of Anthony Joshua, a guy coming off of a loss. How much credit are you going to get for that? Or are you just calling this out because you know it's not going to happen to Clout chase his name? This is typical Tyson Fury, which mm -hmm. annoys the hell out of me. But that doesn't change the fact that he's a great fighter, and I think he's still going to beat Usyk. I agree. I think um, I think that that fight's definitely going to be, um, you know, a good a good match. Um, I, I think that there's definitely a, a 50 50 for for both of them. I think that ultimately, um, you know, Fury has the advantages just because he has that that height and, you know, the weight, too. 
Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. This is another edition of the Weekend Recap with the Landlord. Unbiased, as always, here with Miss Spicy Boxing. And Miss Spicy, uh, do you have any Twitter handles, any way people can get a hold of you? Yes, I am on Twitter, um, at Miss Spicy Boxing. Um, I'll come up, come out with an Instagram shortly, and you can also find me on YouTube. And there we go. There you have it. Salute, family. Keep it honest and unbiased.